The Show Independent Sports Podcast. I'm Damien Dowes. I'm joined today, as usual, by Keith Barr and Jared McLaughlin. And it's been four weeks since our last confession. Uh, the GA season has gone into hibernation, but a few local men have been added to the Nagal Senior Squad. We're going to chat about that later on. The Irish National Boxing Championships are in full swing, and there's some local interest in that this weekend and hopefully next. But we're going to start first with local soccer. The Inishon League have made a good start to their Oscar training trainer trophy group stage with a 3-1 win away at Sligo. They're down to play Donegal on Sunday or Saturday week um, but Jared uh, and they've had such a good record over recent years but uh, a good a good win down Sligo somewhere where they've struggled before. Aye, aye. Actually the, the time they won the Oscar trainer they lost their opening game at the Sligo right. so it, it, it's a difficult enough place to go always seems to be but and they went 1-0 down they went one all down after a minute, so obviously not the ideal start. But came back well. Matthew Henry scored. I think Henry scored two that night, and uh, Slagwell man sent off just before half time. So it was basically game over. I don't think O'Brien was too pleased with the second half performance, but it's one of them games where three one up against ten men, you're just happy to see it out really. It's a perfect start because um, Donegal, who are always sort of the challengers in, in, in that group, in that section, they lost their first game the following day at home to Kevin Monaghan, which was a shock. So it really means that if, if Donegal won this game against Donegal next weekend... Finish Owen one, you mean? Uh, or, sorry, if Finish Owen against Donegal next weekend, they're as good as... Home and host. And tell me, is there, has there been many changes to the squad? Is there new blood in? Is there there's a fair few people out? Is there? There's, there's a fair. F- well, Oshie McCulligan, I would say, was probably the main loss from last season's squad. He would have played centre half in, in every game, and he went he went back to Carcull. But um, Matthew Henry's obviously come in, scored two. So. I Matty was on the end of last season. Was too, it, yeah. uh, he's a, he's a big help. He's a he's a big big player. Young Aidan Friel has come in from. From Kamani as well, who's a good player as well, like a very good player. Mm. I, I, it's, I was chatting to O'Brien about it before the game, and, and even now, with a few changes and whatever you have, they're still fairly strong. Like they're, mm. a, they're a strong squad. And I think O'Brien is desperate to win a second one, you know, because that'll really sort of, you know, show you know, good the team. team. It's funny, win. like, no, no matter what we say about, like, people will talk about the National League, and it's not as strong as it was. and and the standard isn't as strong as it was, and I I actually believe that. I don't. I mean, in terms of the league itself, it's not as strong. But see, when you put a team together and take a team together, they're always fairly strong. Like so, there there are good players in and around. It's just the fact that some clubs are struggling. That's yeah. That's the main one, really. Well, we'll chat about Caramina, uh, who play in the first division. Um, they have their first team has effectively folded and it's going to be replaced in the first division by their reserves so mm. the club that have been fielding two teams for the last long number of years whatever it is 20 years maybe they've been going like uh, well I think there was a year that they or a couple of years they didn't have a reserve, reserve team actually team, yeah. recently enough I know they had two teams last year and possibly the year before but their reserves actually won, won their league last year so the, yeah. the reserves are actually probably 
Well, I actually made the point right in the paper last year when they won it. They were, they were probably a better team than the first team, even though they were about two divisions below them at the time. But it's kind of proven to be. That's just uh, true. That's a, that's they, they have in the numbers. Like they, they can't really sustain two teams out there. Like so, the reserves actually wanted to stay down because they are competitive now down in the bottom. Like they wanted to stay where they are, but I think the other the other clubs voted against it. So the reserves have to now move up and fulfil the first team fixtures in the first division. And they'll get relegated then anyway because they're like clear at the bottom. That's yeah. hard for a club like like Carmina who who have little they know underage structure. I don't think they have any underage teams at all. Mm. That that's that's really difficult. Like it's really mm. difficult they're there. Just really picking up the crumbs from Oville and Greencastle. And Aye, and, and, they, and they sustain that. It's, it's, it's tough. Goal, it's tough. Very very tough. Like really and truly, you need some sort of an underage structure where you've got players coming through. Every year, like, and yeah. if you don't have that, you're always going to be struggling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, we'll see how it pans out for them because I think I was making the point earlier before we came on air. Like, this happened to see Rovers four or five years ago. Um, their first team folded, and their reserve team had to step up into with the higher division, fulfill the rest of those fixtures. They, they, they were the whipping boys of the National League for a number mm-hmm. of years, but they've recovered a wee bit now. Uh, they, 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 they effectively went back. They they come back they go uh, up again they sort of they they uh, come back to the bottom the really and and yeah. came up and built now if Caramina can do that then mm, fair play them the because the thing about Caramina too they they have a the pitch the pitch is, is good for quality like, and uh, the, the facility itself is is very very good you wouldn't want to see them go on the wall but at the same time I think you need some sort of an underage structure or yeah. something well, in fairness to the reserves the nucleus of the team would be from right around there you know Kennego and Glenagivney and Caramina and around you know Glenelie around them areas so maybe they will mix up and have it but mm. I think either the sea rovers route would be the way to go where we have one concentrate on getting one half decent team never mind putting out a reserve team you know. yeah. I see that like there's, there's teams now as well that have Three, three teams, teams. like ah, like Rashini has three teams. Cockall like, even had four teams one time, not that long ago. Even last season, I think. That's mm. too hard. Like yeah. you can't, even even at bigger clubs, it's hard. They, Jesus, hard. They, they manage three or four teams. Like yeah. mm. just trying to supposed to give everyone a game, but maybe not everyone's good enough to get a game. I, don't know. Uh, I suppose you need to focus a more on quality than quantity, mm. really, in terms that's, of, that's of the games that you can get and the players that you've brought in, but. Uh, after a wee sojourn down there in the division in the third tier, we'll move up again to the Premier Division where Bonkrana with five wins from five are catching the ice. We reckon that they've they have uh, they have beaten uh, Greencastle, Clamani, Quickest Point, Swift, Dunry, and Cairn, and they're out against Kildaff this weekend. Their wild Kildaff are improving. You'd have to think that Bonkrana with five from five uh, should be making it six from yeah. six. Strong favourites. Yeah. So they what's happened there? I mean, obviously Stephen Parkhouse the ex. Finn Harvestary City man has come in and has put uh, an organisation to it. Like, uh, that's a difficult one. I'm, I was making the point in my report. I was at the game at the weekend where they beat Clamani, and um, I'm making a point in my report in Tuesday's paper where you don't know whether you can take them seriously or not because obviously five wins out of five is you know perfect, but the you know their main challenger obviously would be Glengarry, and they went out to Glengarry, albeit it was it was in the cup and they lost seven one. So you don't really know quite where they are, but. Look on Sunday they beat they beat Clamani and uh, they weren't they weren't overly impressive. Bunkrana, but I suppose the most impressive thing about them was they got the job done. They didn't play that great, but they got the win. They got an early goal and they were you know they kept their discipline. They had a good shape. They you know they pressed and and packs and they defended in packs and they 
I suppose we'll sort of say they wasted a wee bit of time here and there, and they they don't you know, uh, they they got over the line. You were making and they won. You were making a point to me. I was asking you about it Monday, and you were telling me that that they sort of slow the game down and they managed the game. Aye, and you were saying that ah, it wasn't great they watch or whatever. But see, to be honest, me personally, I, I think that's a good sign. Bonkrana in the past, and I've I've been there long enough. Uh, these kind of games, tight sort of tough games, nine times out of ten you'd have lost them one nil. Mm-hmm. Now, now they're one of them one nil. See, see me hearing that they're they're slowing the game down and they're they're wasting time and they're doing. I think that's good. That's that's you have to have that wee bit of like game and like uh, and, and and that's that's a good thing for me. Like, yeah. like he's he's brought on as well. In fairness to Parkhouse, he's brought on. The likes of we Pat Lowry, Adam Duffy, mm. them boys are only sixteen. Like uh, Pat's maybe Both a wee. Both those were involved. Actually, Pat put on the cross from the left, and Duffy put on the finish for the goal. Uh, it was a brilliant finish, actually. Pat is a wee bit light, maybe at the minute, but he's he, he, he's, There's a player in him, like, uh, and he's he's walling us right. And and Adam Duffy, I think, can can be very good. Like he he's and he's shown a lot of faith in it. Young for sixteen to be playing up there. So. It's it, the signs are definitely good and. and for me, hearing that they're they're seeing games out and they're doing what needs to be done, that's that's all positive. They're for definitely me. difficult to beat. And uh, now, will they win the league? No, they won't win the league. Glengarry, I still maintain will win the league and won it handy. Mm, I I hear you. I, I, I do think, so. but I mean, if they beat Glengarry, if, if they beat Kildare this weekend, which they should, they're home to Kildare. No, don't get me wrong. Six out of six is hard. Oh, hey, no, what right. they're doing is per- it's obviously no, the perfect right. start. Five from five, six from six, possibly. But do they have a squad? They want a league. I don't think so. Hmm. Will they probably be the main challengers as such? Yes. Looking that way. Looking at it. Oh, we should say that their best player, Kieran McDay, Crock is out. Which and is another massive. And Declan Fullerton, who'd be Declan Low, Fullerton, really? the second best player, would they? Aye, probably would. He's out as well. well so. are they, when are they due back? Are they going to come know. back? Are Crocs, they back Crock looks like it's a serious knee injury. He doesn't know for definite. He's had a scan, didn't get the results yet. Mm. Doesn't seem too confident about it. I mean, if you if if you could get them back, I if mean, you get Crock back, if you can win six or seven games and then get those two back. Uh, well, Crock especially if you're getting him back, you, uh, you have a chance of doing something. But what about Clamanic even? Their obituary has been written more uh, than one occasion, and they've come uh, back. For me, them. that was just the story of the game. Really, was how poor Clamanic were. Geez, they're, they're not. They're they, not coming back. They this did time. not get out of second gear. It's a strange one. They played three at the back, and I hate three at the back because. First off, it allows Pat Lowry to have all the room in the world in the first half, which he did, and all the danger came up with the Moncrana left because Clamani weren't really playing a right back. They had Jason Devlin on the right, but he was staying further forward, and then they had Kenan kind of Nippy was meant to be the third centre half, I suppose, that covers the right. And See, they may have been looking at it, and, and, and the Clamani's just swamped in. It just it and defence. They pr- they were probably looking at it, and this is absolutely nothing against Nippy, but. Uh, he was up on his own. He's up on his he own. Run, right? so. <laughs> he can't run. Well, he's a brilliant footballer. I didn't, say, he can't I didn't run. say that he can't run. He can run. You know, like, he can he run knows himself. He's not gonna. He's not gonna cover much ground. You get the ball on his feet, then he's probably as good as any player in the ah, league. Brilliant, but in terms of running on behind, he's not gonna do it. So they probably looked at that and thought, "We'll prob- We can probably get away with playing three. But it didn't work because all of Cranor's threat came down the wings. No, I, 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 I get you. I get you. you 
But no, for me, the main story was how poor Clamani were. They really, they, they, the swamp, they had a swamp midfield. Mark McLaughlin up front uh, it doesn't look like a natural striker to me. I think he's better coming, you know, wide. And okay. Luck, they were unlucky too. Mickey Devlin hit the post with a good effort. And then I think Steve Harkin was it in the second half um, with a header that came off the bar. It was a kind of a bundled header that came off the top of the bar. But... No, but really, like, Bunkrana deserved it. And if anything, like, Stumpy will know himself. He, he missed a sitter just before half-time. Actually, he was brilliant. Actually, if he got, and he, he played on another part, uh, substitute Tumman, which for another mm. clear chance. All the clear chances came with the Bunkrana side, even though Clamani had more of the ball, probably. But I watched Clamani. Stumpy would have got man of the match if he, if he stuck away one or two, which he, he could have had. But I watched Clamani a few weeks ago against Glengar as well, down on Clamani. And it was a game they were on, beating going under the game. One of these games where you're thinking, right, step up now and, and, and lay down a marker at least. But they were just, they were so poor. Like, Glengad didn't get out of second gear in 1 3 1 at a canter. Mm. So I just, I don't, I think, Clemani, I know you say they're a bitcher, he's been written before and it has, but for them to come back this time, I'd be, I'd be amazed. No, they're not, they're, they're out of it, they're not going to win the league. Not a chance. Uh, mention of Glengad there back in the. Um, in league action this weekend they're at home to Alia Alia are sitting on top of the league at the moment uh, 16 points from their 7 games just the points they've dropped 1 draw 1 defeat so um, it's a way up in, in Glengad surely mm. Glengad Alia are a strange one yeah. Alia are a very strange one they're they can put it up they're top it's a false position really look like I, I, know, I know what they're saying that it's a false position but 2 seasons ago they ran Glengat, they playoff. In fact, the, the league won with 10 we minutes were, to go in a we game. We were absolutely amazed. We were writing them off every week, and somehow they were managing to script these results every Aye. single weekend. Aye. If they can get into that sort of run, then maybe, but uh, look, I don't think I don't think they're good enough to be totally honest about it. And it's not, I know people up there think that I have something against Isla, but I, I, <laughs> I genuinely don't. I just don't think that they're going to be. And the home game to like Glengad will will probably cause they they no, like Sunday will tell the tale yeah. definitely and the thing the thing about Glengad is every single season now they're playing catch up because they're involved and they're already how many pots have they got already off the uh, well there's six behind Alia but they've only played four Alia have played seven uh, but uh, already it's this, like you're into the territory like, if you're Glengad you're thinking uh, already in the kind of we can't really if you have to lose behind. if Glengad have the lose on on. Sunday they're already nine points yeah, behind, and, and you're playing massive catch up already. Yeah. Like, I say Boncrana won again, so that you're you're five points behind them, and, and mm. no. Actually, it would be great for the league if Isla could pull it off, wouldn't it? It would make it a whole lot more interesting. I definitely would, but I don't. I can't see. Well, it I enough. just need to go and park the bus then it's on Saturday. Aye, which has Sunday been done before. And they have Chevy on the break of his foot. I don't know, but he. He's I, 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 I don't know. I, I, just, <laughs> I can't see it. Um. Sticking with the Premier Division teams, uh, FAA Junior Cup draw was made uh, yesterday, Wednesday, I think, and we have Greencastle away to Rush Athletic from Dublin, the Leinster Senior League with their junior team, and Glengad are away to Crumlin United again, that's Crumlin's junior team, and Cockhill have played them in the Intermediate Cup in recent years, yeah. so and the show's two representatives, and I think Donegal's two representatives as well, so yes. there's four teams from the county as a whole. Shock horror. All drawn away from home in the FA Junior Cup. Plus the two teams in the Intermediate Cup are away from home. So that's six Donegal teams mm. away involved in the FA six. competition. Six out of six. All away from home. And we give the fucking... Is it, hot, is it hot balls or what? Aye. The 
fuckers in them. And we provide, we provide the captain to the national team. You think you get a bit of a break, wouldn't you? <laughs> exactly, yeah, exactly. Well, if you flip a coin six times in a row, you could get six heads in a row. Yeah, could you could. Statistically you could. unlikely, but it is possible. <laughs> but look, yeah, who knows about the quality of the opposition you're playing here? But look, for Greencastle, it's it's big. Well, it's a double team that usually equals good. So well, I looked at that. I was just looking there this morning before we came on. Rush Athletic are top of their division. It's Division 1C. Now, I haven't really got a clue what that means. It could be... Is Rush in the county, is it? It is North County Dublin, yeah. It's it up, could, it's be, up there, the it could well be a decent standard. It mightn't be the greatest of standard. It's hard to tell, really, what they're going on there. At least it isn't overly far, anyway. I suppose they're away, like, you know, if it's... If, if you could get some sort of, like, if Pat McLaughlin could get some sort of look at them before, now, before going down, you're always better... Having a wee idea what they're up against, like if you can get somebody to look at them, it's definitely advice. We're saying Greencastle could be it's hard to come out for a good cup run because they have a great squad and they can't seem to put it together consistently, like they won three or four or five games, which they need to do in the league. So they, they could raise, they, they are a team that they could pull off uh, a, a cairn from a few years ago where they get to the quarter. They are a team that could go far. They have players in that squad who are capable of playing. But at a higher level, no question about it. Did play it, did they? Aye, both of them played it. Well, Matty was involved with Herbs for a while. Uh, James was Stephen Kenny. They love James. And then there's two others coming through. Michael. Michael Barr played with Derry as well, senior level. They, they've, they're definitely capable of, of doing something. Now, whether they do it or not, and whether they show that, but a consistency, I suppose. Shouldn't be the hardest place to go and scout a team though, because nah. I mean, surely there's there's plenty of people from Greencastle and that area that are at college. Ah, jeez, uh, they're like bound to get somebody. Yeah, uh, some one single person from any show even uh, can go and watch it. That shouldn't be. An but they'd be up there. Taller, they're going to be up in Dublin now. Just head out to them some Sunday and see what they're made of. Ah, uh, it shouldn't be an issue at all, no. But definitely get some sort of something to Look go on because you need to know <laughs> a, a wee, wee idea. idea yeah. Uh, and we'll move on to the first division. Uh, Clamani Reserves are leading it, and Hickmanville have stuttered a wee bit in the last couple of weeks. They have a couple of draws there, like you know they, in paper, Emma should have been the favourites to, to be promoted. Yeah. But it's it's Clamani Reserves that are leading the way in the uh, in the first division there. What do you make of that? Like you know, Cockle Clamani, twenty five points from eleven games. Maville twenty one points from ten. Cockle Celtic Youths. 18 points from 9 and, and Alia reserves 18 points from 10 games Like so that's the top yeah. 4 there they more well, I saw Moval about 2 weeks ago and they really should have they played Redcastle and they were 1 up and they should have been 2, 3, 4 up at times but ended up 1 each that was dropped 2 points at home and then I think they drew with Sea Rovers last weekend so that's another 2 mm. points you would have expected them to get 3 there just stuttering a wee bit but still going alright I think they have 6 one, three draws it's like a, it's still a, goes, they're still alright it's a sort of a rebuilding process in uh, well, they still have a good few older players you know Eamon Red and John Gillen kind of PJ Barr types there's but, a lot of younger boys too. there's boys. a reggae younger boys mm. uh, and, and he, it's, a, it is, it's a rebuilding thing It's and it's not going to be it's not going to be easy for, nah. for John L and I think he knew, he knew that anyway going on the, th- the good thing about John L is that he, he knows the club inside out and he knows the younger boys that are coming through yeah. so he'll have an idea of what he's working with and he just they just, they just need to give him as long as it takes really like I would just let him oh, get him out, get out, out really. yeah. and if he doesn't get up this season then 
No, it's not the end of the world, like, I uh, it isn't in fairness because even if they, they probably will be good enough to come in the, in the top two, and I presume second bring brings you up, but would they be good enough to stay in the fir- in the Premier League when, when they yeah, were not, 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 not They're rebuilding, but they're they're they're, they're going all right. Eh? They're going all right. The um, there are plenty of goals on them too. Thirty-one goals, I see. Ah, they're, they're banging them on now. The Kamani reserves is a sort of a good one. Now. It's a good one. It's, it's well, from their point yeah, of view, they could be the team. They could be the team. But that's the what year. that's what we were saying earlier. Like they could win the first division now and then just can they be promoted? They can't, can they? No. I don't think so. No, I can't. Unless I of course Kamani Shamrocks would happen to be relegated. They're not going to be relegated. No, they're but not. They're if they were. Clamani reserves would go up. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you have heard enough from Clamani. I'm going out here saying we're relegated. It's possible. I'm just saying point now. It's a possibility. Well, I'll tell you what. Tell we, if we not be in them, we'll get out. In fairness to Clamani reserves, with, with the Clamani senior team going through a bit of a lull by their standards, it doesn't look like they're, you know, like they're definitely not going to challenge for the league. Clamani reserves could be the story in, for that club this year. Like. But they won the first division and not go up then. It's a bit... Sort of and they'll they'll take it if they get it. Of course, it's nice to follow them, but it's a bit rare, I think. Uh, but I, I wonder in theory though. What's no, I, I know I don't expect Clamani Shamrocks the first team to go down, obviously. But let's say they do go down. Let's say they have a, not this year, but say they have a bad year next year. They, and Clamani does cl- do the reserve no, team no, go up no. to the Premier? No, the the first team club, it's just the Clamani club puts in whatever team they want in the first of, in the Premier Division. Like. It's right. the Clamani club. Uh, the, the teams, we're like making the distinction that one's the Shamrocks and one's the reserves, and that's yeah, the way they're two separate teams. Though. And that's the that's, that's one club, uh, of yeah. course, is one club. So they'll put they'll they they would they would decide what what players is in the first team squad to play in the Premier Division the following mm-hmm. year. That might be a mixture. Put it this way: if the reserves won won the first division. They should surely be looking at some of them to put them uh, up. Wait, because them some up. of the, in fairness, there's some of them Kamani players now. They've been great players, but some of them aren't getting on. Well over thirty. Aye, some of them even over forty. Aye, you're where's right. where's the younger players? That's a fair on? enough point. But see, they're doing I've well. Noticed, the reserve team. I have noticed as well. <laughs> I've noticed as well over the last few months been out doing reserve games in the mornings. A lot of reserve teams have players. Who are well capable of playing uh, in first teams? Mm-hmm. I don't. I just don't get it. I, like they just get into this way of going, and the morning match suits them, and they have their friends that play the morning ah, match. That's Jesus just, Christ! That's like been a, a way of Moval. There's been Moval reserve players have been good enough to play in the first team for years. I, I can't. I honestly, for the life of me, can't get my head around that at all. Like. But isn't there something about like once you play so many first team games, you cannot go back and play with yeah. the reserves? Yeah, yeah. Ah, but that that's besides the point, really. Yeah. I would mean, say if you're on the fringe of the first team right and you go up and you play whatever the threshold is is it five I know, or six games I know, is it I then you know, you're know you in because somebody's injured and then someone comes no, I, I get their point I get their point but the point I'm making is there's there's players at reserve level who I feel can go straight into their first team oh, and right. play in the first I team I reserves as well have a couple Re- of I either are case in point like they, yeah. and I know a lot of the boys that we're talking about are Gaelic men but the Gaelic's over so you've got you've got right say take Isla for example you've got You've got Paul McEwen, you've you've Connor Harkin, you have well Darren Gallagher plays about the first team anyway. Paul McEwen and Connor Harkin anyway, for definite, in my view, can step on the Isle of first team and help them and help them big uh, time. They're probably not well committed though, Jerry. Hey, if, if I'm the if I'm the Isle of manager, I'm going and saying, Look, c- can you commit the march? Mm. And I, I, I'm sure the boys will commit ah, the well, they play away. Yeah. Well they're playing on a, on a yeah. Sunday morning anyway, so I mean Jesus, why not? Like, 
And it's not just them, it's, 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 there's a lot of clubs. Well, every club must make their own call on how they do it, though. Like, it's probably one that we should maybe have a wee, do a wee article on at some stage, just find out what is the thinking there. Like, and, I, you know, I, th- I just can't. Because these, cl- these, these reserve teams in particular seem to have a distinct uh, a distinct squad and a distinct identity within a club. Like, mm. oh, yeah, they do. You know, uh, and that, that, that is, that does. A lot of players like, are just happy playing at that level. You know, not, you they like the manager. You don't have to be ambitious. You yeah. don't have to want to always go. You know. it's, an easier, uh, still it's an easier level to play at. and. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't exactly. take the effort, comfortable like. uh, well, you can much training and stuff and still get uh, you know you look good when you're banging in three goals <laughs> like, you know, uh, like that's that's part of the problem you know a lot of them uh, they think oh, I'm scoring so it's fun, like, every week so it's that's fun. but that's the shit. fun of the game like you're you're in score man look we'll move on to the to the big game here the uh, Ulster senior league where Cockhill are five points clear after five games um, now Jared has mentioned that they've been drawn away to Cork or College Corinthians of Cork in the FA Intermediate Cup, but just five games into the league, they're 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 five points ahead of Fanad in second, and and Bonaghy, who they beat three 0 last week, Cockhill are uh, Bonaghy are in seven points, like so six points behind. So reasonably early days, but Cockhill's position in the league is very commanding already, Jared. Ah, it is, and I know like even. All well, they're going for ten in a row at this stage. Even not take a hand at the standard and the teams and all the rest, but well, surely somebody in Ulster must be able to give them a game. Oh, he's that's like not Ulster. It's only Donegal. Now. It's only Donegal. Donegal. I'll, I'll, I'll admit <laughs> that. I would change the name of the league too, to be honest. But um, from our point of view, what can you do? You just yeah. have to keep on in your games, and that's that's basically all we we ever do is, is look at. Every, I know it sounds silly, but you just look at every game and. And every team on it, and take them seriously, and and that's just why we've been sort of successful the last four years. But now, and, and I've said it all along this season, that this intermediate cup has to be a big priority of ours, and it is. It really, there's no point. When is that game? Two weeks time, is it? Sunday week. The draw has been cruel, cruel, and if truth be told, it has I, because not only is it. An away trip to Cork, but it's a an away trip to Cork against a very decent side who are top of the top of the Monster Senior League, unbeaten. They're exactly the same as us actually. They four ones in a draw, and what is more is a better league than what we're in. So it's, it's definitely a tight one for us. Can we go to Cork and get something? Definitely. What stage is this? Where would you go if you won? Last sixteen. Right. So this is the last thirty-two. I look. It's obviously. It's a tight game. It's tough going down the cork and all the rest. But I, I genuinely believe if we can get out of this, and hopefully, fingers crossed, get a good draw in the next round, a home draw. That's all you want. A good draw is a home draw. Like yeah. if we, if we had these boys at home, yeah, you're, you're, you're delighted. Oh, you're delighted. Mm-hmm. The fact they're going down there is tough. But if you get out of that and you get a home draw in the last sixteen, I think we've a real genuine chance of doing very well in it. But mm-hmm. You can only, like, it's an old cliche, but you can only really look at, the, at this one in Cork. Yeah, you have to. It's a tough trip for Cockhill, but if you're College Corinthians, you're not going to be relishing playing Cockhill either. They're, they're one of the biggest names. And, mm. you know, and well, it's not, not a great draw for them either, not, but, but they're home and they're not, they'll not be too disappointed. Yeah. You usually have to travel down the Saturday, Jerry. Travel down the Saturday, yeah. Big expense in the club too. Who's who's going to be your main rivals in the Ulster Senior League? Like you know, we've Fannin and we've Bonaghy. You've Derry in there, like you know. It's, it's hard to say. Like I was listening to Gavin Cullen after the match last Sunday, and he's he's a, any manager's going to say that it's early days and mm. all the rest. And there are like for me, 
no disrespect to Swale, but Swale are are, Weak are not them. great, right? Yeah. Van Harps on their day, if they have three or four first teamers on helping, will be decent. But at the minute, they're not great. So if them two aren't great, right? Derry City always are decent. They play nice football and all the rest, but they're young. Bonaghi, although we beat them 3-0 at the weekend, always seem to put it up to us by our Sunday. Letter Kenny are decent on their day, and Fanad are, Fanad are improving. They're better Def, than they they're, have They're been definitely been better than what they were. Arthur Lynch is in there now, and he's got them, they're a whole lot better organised than they were, and they've got some decent players back. Now, if you're asking me, will they challenge us this season? I don't think they will, to be honest, but the, in the next couple of years, you're looking at probably Fanad being your main challenger, I think, but... Uh, I'll cock, I'll do it. And Larry Kenny as well. Like Larry Kenny are capable of going and getting two or three top quality signings and being mm. being a handful all over again. They're always a handful for us anyway. There's never a wild lot in it between the two of us, but they've just had a poor start. Just well, if you're cockle, just rack up the titles because these days will eventually end. So uh, I don't really. Ah, no doubt, they. No doubt, no, no, five in a row, six in a row, whatever. What are you going for? Five in a row. Five in a row, eh? And you and sure we're unbeaten in four league, in four league campaigns. Four league this campaigns. Is your, this is your fourth league campaign now. No, this is our fifth. Fifth. Uh, so you've. So when what year were you last? They're working out. Right? They're working out right? the last thing is close to eighty matches, league matches that we have in last year. That's madness, isn't it? And in fairness, I'm not. I'm not sort of blowing cockles trumpet, but that. And that is some going, like, oh, some going, and it's it's down the it's down the but sort it of what's been it shouldn't fun. happen either though. I, I, no, I, I get, get that it's a great achievement, but I get you shouldn't be going four years without the. No, no, I, I I totally understand where you're coming from, but at the same time, from our point of view, it's it's just. Who are you playing been, this weekend? You probably jinxed it now. No, there's no game. Now. <laughs> see, <laughs> whatever they have at the end of the weekend too. See, it's it's a sort of a thing now where. Your, it's, it's your mentality and you're thinking fuck we I don't want to be in the team that, that loses like. you just don't and it has it's, it's been very close on a lot of a lot of occasions but there's that sort of one thing you should there have you, plus your opponents as well it's going to be in their heads a wee bit these well, you know, like, I, I had a joke I, me, and, me and Garvin Freel have a sort of a joke at times me and him were playing up front for a while last season and we went one down in a couple of games Sort of early on, and I says to him that when we were up taking the centre, we're about it both on one anyway. And it's just that sort of, and I was, I was only sort of joking, but yeah. you still have that belief that you're going to go on one anyway. It's a good thing to have, hey? it's, it's one to be nurtured, all right. Like, Hopefully uh, we can take it to Cork, but that's a yeah. big test. Speaking of, Gavin Freed, we're going to move on to the boxing here. The national, the Irish national senior quarterfinals and semi-finals are on this weekend, and two of these three Ulster champions uh, are going to be involved in that. Martin Lynch was beaten in the quarterfinals last weekend, but uh, two Elise Golden Gloves boxers, Garvin Freil and David Satsuria, are also in the quarterfinals this weekend. Freil out on Friday night in the quarters in the, is it heavyweight, is it 81 kg? Say that name again. So big, big going for them, Jared. Like you know, and it's 
it's it's you've been chatting to Eamon Duffy and different boys out at the club like you know they must be they must be pleased ah they are they are like Gavin sort of set out I, I remember talking to him ages ago about it and he set out the start of the season they won an Ulster title an Ulster senior title and that was his mm. real aim he didn't even really contemplate going to the All-Irelands it wasn't really in his head but won on that and then I suppose we Martin Lynch won an Ulster and, and your man Sotsuri as well won it was a sort of the three of them came together and said why not like, we'll go to Dublin and see you cracking so Gavin was in the last 16 last week and stopped his opponent in the second round. So he's in the quarterfinal against a sort of a wily kind of a character. I don't know an awful lot about him, but they reckon he'll be decent enough. But he seems confident enough that he'll go and... Gavin's the kind of boy anyway who'll just go and, and go head first on that like, yeah. and, and give it everything he has. If he's good enough, he's good enough. And... Hopefully it'll be nice to see. It'll be nice to see them getting. I'm just looking at that weight, eighty-one kgs. That's 13. twelve stone, twelve and a half stone. Is that would that be like middleweight or? It's not heavy. Class is heavyweight, eh? Is it class heavyweight? Class is heavyweight. Twelve stone, twelve yeah, and a half stone. The the, the Satsuri boy is is super heavy. So, Garvin yeah. actually had to come down. He usually dropped close to two stone to come down to that weight. Are you saying he was fourteen and a half stone then? At a stage he was. Eh? It, well, so he tells me, you know. And I'd say he's right too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Should be able, to ca- be able to carry it though, like uh, yeah, he's in good shape now, in fairness. Just bar his ankle, unfortunately. Yeah. But so now, hopefully, it'll be nice to see them going and, and doing well, not they? Has he sort of prioritising the boxing now more over the football? It's hard to know, hey, because he's, he's got that ankle injury that's keeping him out of the soccer anyway. And He's get, well, he's given the box a go. I'd say he probably would have given it a go anyway, and, and why not, I suppose. So where he's at now, he has to really. Like he does, it. I suppose he does. Look, at, from our point of view, a fat Gavin Freel makes a massive difference to our mm-hmm. team. But he can't, like, if he's fighting, if he's a chance to go and fight in an All-Ireland final. Jesus, what do you do? Uh, mm-hmm. You have to give it a go. Big carrot, yeah. It'll be nice because the final, I forget now, he's a long way from the final, obviously, his two fights before that, but... If he gets to the final, it's on the Saturday afternoon, he reckons, or Saturday evening, and we're heading to Cork that Saturday, so it'll be nice for us to maybe stop on him. Sit and get down to Cork about two uh, in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, well, that's, that's the plan. We'll maybe get him back. knocked out in the first round, <laughs> bring him around so he's fresh the match the next day. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. <laughs> Best luck to uh, all the local fighters uh, at the weekend in those uh, national championships. We'll, we'll uh, round up here a wee bit on, on the GA, the Donegal GA squad, the provisional squad for for next season's Mechanic Cup and National League has been announced, and there's been three additions from any showing. Uh, Bordsmark Coyle, Malins, Christy McLaughlin, Phil Dara and Aidan McLaughlin from Muff, who's a county minor this year, have all been called into Rory Gallagher's senior squad. Um, and they will join other Inishown players, Dara O'Connor and Keenan McGonagall in it. So there's going to be, at least for the, this initial part of the McKenna Cup Stroke National League part of the season, it looks like there's going to be five Inishown fellas in the, uh, yeah. in the Donegal squad Good. from four different clubs like that's probably yeah. the first like I think we've like, had Bunkrana and Malin and previously like but I don't think we've we've had players in from four clubs good, before that's good right? that's very good news the only thing we've seen is that players that have made the McKenna Cup squad in the past haven't necessarily aye that's no guarantee I think I think but, really but it's a chance and if you impress no. if you're brilliant in the McKenna Cup you're in the National League and if you're brilliant in the league you're in the team so that's it's a chance big massive offs but uh, uh, I think what what Rory Gallagher is looking at and looking at doing is 
taking on these younger boys like like Mark Coyle and Fildara and, and Aidan McLaughlin and, and giving them a test not even necessarily of the games but of what it takes mm. outside of the games like the gym work and and the, the training that, that they've ramped up even more training that they're, they've never been used to before mm. it's given them that sort of taste for that and then seeing whether they're capable of which of the three is the best chance of making it do you think? it's a hard question to be honest I think Aiden is very very young he's just straight just out of minor like, so I, yeah. I can't see him playing this season at all to be honest I think Aiden is one where he's looking at for the future he's, he's in my view he has a lot of attributes to be a, a senior player now it won't be this year mm. but if he gets a taste of that and does the gym work and everything else gets up to that level then he has a chance Coyle probably needs that wee bit of gym stuff as well. He, like he's flying fast. So you're saying Christy Fildare there? I don't know to be honest. I honestly don't know. And, and I reckon he has the best chance. He's raw. Christy Fildare is. But he's, he's playing. He's playing at midfield for Mal. I, I nah. don't see him playing going on and playing at midfield. No, for like nah. Mal. I think he'd be a half forward, maybe or a half back. But mm. Christy's problem is going to be he hasn't been. You know, and it's a it's a credit to him. Like he hasn't been in. Uh, Donegal under, under, under 18 or under 21 squad so he probably I know Malin have done some level of strength and conditioning like, but he probably hasn't been exposed you know to the he hasn't even that much experience for Malin even no well he is only he's only 19 this year yeah. he's turning 20 next year but he's the, 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 the trading volume that these boys is facing into you know is significant like a lot of these fringe players end up you know, breaking they they get injuries very you know yeah, wee yeah. injuries that niggly injuries that keeps them out. Like an a, awful the show. volume that that is, uh, and actually of the three young fellas there, Christy McLaughlin probably is the one that'll have to watch that the most because he hasn't been involved in those squads. Well, he's got the advantage of having Declan Walsh in the squad and. To tell him, no talking better man to yeah. sort of tell him if, if he's a ch- you know how he's going to make it. He's somebody I would actually like to see Declan Walsh. I'm sure. Gallagher has probably contacted him and tried to see what the story is. Aye. I know he's work commitments and all the rest, but Jesus, he's, he's well capable of coming back in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They have, uh, I think as well, for, for all of these boys that have come in, and a few of the county minors from this year have come in as well, Enda McCormick from Terman, Jason McGee, the big tall midfielder from Clahonealy, and Owen McGettigan from Leaf Connell have come into it as well. I think the McKenna Cup is going to give him a big chance because quite a number of the Donegal's the existing squad I heard that maybe up to a dozen of them aren't going to be lining out for Donegal in the McKenna Cup so the likes uh, of yeah, there'll definitely be a chance for them certain boys are going to be way off playing with their colleges and different things like you know so that gives you the chance to come in like and really you know keep you're saying they have to come in and be outstanding in the McKenna Cup they will, they, they, well they don't really they need to come in and not fuck up really <laughs> like right. come in and don't look out of place in the team really like you know and, and see if you can if you can keep yourself in because come the end of uh Come the end of January, the McKenna Cup's done. Like you know, they'll they'll there See, will be a wee call ahead of the National League, and some of those players that weren't playing with Donegal because they were way off taking a break, or they're you know because they're older, or they're you know they come back in, and there's only so many spots. Like so. See, to be honest, too, if, if I was if I was Benefield there, if I was Paul McHugh, I'd be disappointed not to be getting the shot. Mm. No, I'm not saying that that Rory Gallagher should be getting like taking them in and saying you're on the squad, but. I I've been giving him boys a, a look like look. like McHugh was was for me was excellent in the intermediate championship. Benny Fildara is is Mal's best player in my view. Hmm. Uh, like, maybe but Chris Christy Fildara's engine is unbelievable and he's so raw but he's such a great prospect. Uh, Benny, but be, like 
Benny is he can't cobble the ground at Christie can he's lightning quick he's lightning quick mm. and he, he's well enough mid to he's, he's stronger than you'd mm. imagine too like. Plus, uh, he's a left footer isn't he Benny which, he is, uh, which you think is always kind of useful I, I would I would have had a look at them too definitely if I was them too I'd be disappointed but I mean can't pick everybody. What can you yeah, do? Yeah, that's suppose. I don't know. They must be carrying a squad of maybe thirty-five or forty at the moment. Like you know, so I look. The door always. I'm sure the door remains open to a certain stage next year. Anyway, like you know, but also, Jared, just moving on from that. Uh, one last line on the Donegal squad is uh, Paul Callahan, uh, the former Burt goalkeeper and uh, who who played with Donegal for a number of years in the nineties as well. He has come in as the goalkeeping coach. Replacing is James Gallagher as well. I think it's just yes, stepped away James from it. Like, was, yeah. So that's ah, good to see him back. He's been in before. We uh, he was in under Brian McKeever a few years back, like you know, and he's a he's a well-regarded goalkeeping coach, like so. It's um, just other local angle on it. Um, Gary Duffy uh, has been appointed as the Donegal Children's Officer uh, at the Donegal County Board meeting last week. And what that means is he's going to be now in charge of all the development squads from under 18 down. But one of the roles that he's going to have as well is overseeing the underage uh, fixtures uh, within the county. And there's something coming down the road there where they're going to change around the, the structure mm. of underage, where they're going to do away with the existing one, which has a northern board of 24 teams with within which Inishowen operates, and a southern board of 16 teams, and they're going to change it to uh, separate Inishowen out of it, really. So there's going to be 16 teams in the south, 16 teams in the north, and Inishowen's going to be a standalone section with eight teams where they'll be playing amongst just themselves. So, Jared, you've spoken to uh, Paul Stephen McGonigal from uh, Bunkrana, Damien McIntyre uh, at Muff, uh, Paddy Mooney McLaughlin at, uh, at Cairn, and, and Pat McLaughlin uh, at Mallon. Mm. And the general consensus was they were. They seemed to be happy enough happy, with yeah. it. They, they, I don't know. I, me personally, I think it's a maybe a sort of a step back. I think it's a smaller like I, pool, anyway. I, like the the point that the boys are making that I spoke to, and in, in fairness, they, they probably are well. They they know more than I do. But the point that they're making is, um, and the show now is stronger than it was, and. There's there's good rivalry there and, and you're getting good games now where you mightn't have been getting them a few years back and whatever but for me I, I don't know I would rather like if, if you're trying to develop players and and get them playing at a higher level you just, you want them playing against teams Best that are teams. you want them tested against the unions on these teams I and and I suppose that can still happen too because you, like if you won your say you won your on a show section or you come second. Mm. You go out down to the quarter final, but the problem with that is, and, and you could get a St. Eunans or a Gidor or a Glantings or whoever, but the problem for me with that is you're coming out of any shown and, and no disrespect to some of the teams you're playing against, but it's a massive step up then going on their quarter final. Well, it also shows you how strong any shown is to have their own board on their own. That would have been unthinkable, uh, I would say, well, a number of years. No, no, they've always had it. You see, yeah, they're the one. There used to be five divisions in Donegal, and each one of them had six or eight teams in it. And there was the, they were based on the old. Uh, ah, but the fact that there's only three boards. Ah, any shown was the one when when the northern board and southern board were set up back about I don't know sometime around two thousand. Any shown fought hard to retain its own board and did retain it, and actually, you know, runs, you know, has run really good competitions, particularly at the younger on the has really good finals. That's and so what I was going like to say. I, actually, yeah. I, they 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 are very well run, and and the finals are all very good. They're very well attended and all mm. the rest of them. And, and you can see why board, you can see why they're trying to stay 
on their own and, yeah. and stay as their own sort of organisation. But it's hard to know. People keep saying that. It is, it's a difficult one because show, there's pros say, and cons in it. Yeah, uh, but they say in a show never been stronger at underage. I don't know if that's actually true, you know. You know, because the we've only had one county champion team, a division one champion team uh, in the Bunk last in, in the last fifteen years. You won that minor, that like, uh, You know, like, and I don't think I don't even think anyone else has even competed in a division one final in that period. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, we have been winning a couple of you know county division two titles and so on. But that, I don't know that we're really that wide strong when we come up when any show teams come up against the the St. Eudens or the Gidors or the St. Michaels of this world, like you know, we, we tend to struggle. Like I I'm, don't really see how it's going to bring players on. To be honest, no, I don't think so either. See, yeah. Steve, Steve McGonagall makes the point that he made the point to me, and, and I think he's right as well. And a lot of it you can talk about your northern boards and your southern boards and any show and all the rest, but really and truly, what a lot of it is down to is the coaching within the club, getting your coaching structures in place, getting people who actually know what they're doing, and that, I'm no disrespect whatsoever to anybody who's out there gives up their time and gives up their time because I know what I know exactly what it's like. It's it's not easy, and there's no thanks for it and all the rest. But it's getting people in place to take your under tens, your twelves, your fourteens, your sixteens, mm-hmm. and give them proper coaching instead of mm-hmm. sort of. People that are there with the best wall in the world, but don't really know what they're doing. They're only there sort of filling a gap. How, l- how long is this? Will, will this last? Like we, it'll, it'll be like anything. The proof uh, will be in the pudding. But if you have initial teams coming out and they get tanked in the next stage by a Glenties or a Gidor or a Unions or whoever, or whoever's in the northern border or southern border, whoever they meet, then it'll well, you know. You'd have to seek to over, like it'll get a couple of years. You'll have to seek to overturn it again at a later convention, like you know. Uh, See the one thing work. about it, like a lot of them young boys are playing. With a class generation team, mm. which is a big help to them, I think. Does I? They, they, big. They, the thing about them is they'll know, they'll know what they're coming up against because they'll have played against the St. Unions and. Yeah. Yeah. We wonder what a wee bit of very hard complex, maybe you know. See, it's all well. Look, we, we you were mentioning earlier on that intermediate team from board, right? So we had seven under twenty ones on that team, and I would have been, I would have coached them the whole way up, and from under sixteen. And under eighteen for about four years, we played in Division One, mm. and Massive the first uh, Division One Northern Board, right? So we were playing the St. Unions and we were playing the Gidor and we were playing the McCools and all those teams, and mostly getting beat. <laughs> right? uh, we, you know, mostly learning, getting beat, learning, but learning now. And and the thing was, was you know, the the caliber of you know, I don't know. We kind of had this view in board at that time that you know, you, the objective was was to play Division One at under sixteen and under eighteen to test yourselves against the very best teams that you could. And it didn't really matter that you didn't win. No, no you exactly. Know, but it, at least you were doing there. And I've been of the view that like, you know that you're as well off playing and losing in Division One than winning Division Two. Now both Bunkra- both Karen, sorry, and uh, Muff have won under sixteen and under thirteen county titles at Division Two in the last couple of weeks, which is brilliant and it's great excitement and it's great fun and, and for the lads and all to win it. And Paddy Mooney actually makes that point a wee bit as well. Like if those teams are to pro, they're now the best Division Two teams at the, at their age group in yeah, the county. Yeah. For those players in them groups to progress, they have to be playing against the Division One now. No harm. Like Bort's under eighteen team next year, I would suspect isn't going to be very strong. Oris's under eighteen team next year isn't mm. going to be very strong. You know, 
Karen playing against the likes of them isn't going to improve them one bit. No, they need they need that's to be playing. Exactly. Instead of instead of playing instead of being constrained and playing within an initial section, they need to be playing whoever the dominant teams is. Well, we should say they're positives as well, obviously, because there's a couple of months travelling and you're playing local derby. Aye, that's, that's all right. Good See, crowds and all the rest. You, you have coaches there too, right? And I, I'm not referring to any of these coaches who we're talking about here, but there are coaches, and, I, and not just even in Gaelic, you have them in soccer, you have them in rugby, you have them in all sports. You've got coaches who would rather see their team play in Division 2 or play in Division 3 and won a title. Yeah. As opposed to being playing at a higher level and maybe not one in every game, maybe losing every game, but developing far more than what they are. Yeah. Obviously, they learn more than a loss. Because a coach and and it's 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 selfish, really, is what it is. It, because a coach wants to say, "Well, look at my team. Look, look, look at this." It brings great excitement. It brings. Aye, that's all well and good. But the likes of Paddy Mooney is saying, we want the we want the progress, and that's the way it should be. We want more teams playing Division One. Really, I mean, the the way the best way to judge the success of your underage team is how many of them come in and play at adult level and are able to come in at adult level. Exactly, exactly. And that's a harder one. It's all. It's, and it's all a very gradual one as well, and it takes years for to see, to see the fruits well, of it. Why, why are most clubs in favour of it then, if they seem to be more negatives than positives? Uh, well, there, I suppose the travelling being one thing, like you know, Traveling's and the quality, the quality of the initial finals can't be underestimated, like you know, because they're 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 big and they're they're good occasions for the teams that are taking part like you know but mm. in the wider perspective like you, you know and you will get still get the opportunity to go up the county as it's called like mm. and you know the best in the show but you were going up then at that's the problem is is right that whoever comes out of the northern board and the southern board will be the best team the two top teams out of that will be the best two teams out of a group of 16. Yeah. Any show teams are only going to be the best out of eight. The yeah. chances of those in a show teams who are the best of a group of eight being as good and being able to so properly true. compete with a couple of best teams out of the group of 16 slum, is, is going to be mm. slim, you know. Well, that's the other positive if you want to look at it the other way is that it guarantees an in a show team getting to that stage whereas they weren't necessarily guaranteed to get there uh, well they kind of were running a division 1 competition like in the northern board for the last number of years if you did well if you finished in the top 2 and in a show there was th- 3 sections in the northern board if you finished in the top 2 and in a show you went in along with the top 2 there was 4 sections in the northern board actually I think it was 4 groups of 6 and you went in with the top 2 from each so there was 8 teams from across the northern board 2 from each section in it yeah. So and they that's where you that's where you were like and that's where you wanted to be. I mean we played the first year we played under sixteen division one. We lost every single game in the league. We got a win over Urus who had given us who had beaten us hands down at under fourteen and four county finals the previous two years previous. But we lost every single game at under sixteen to the likes of Terman, to to St Eunans, to 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 Gidor and whoever else. But the following year, the groundwork was done, and the following year at under 16, we won all games but one, and we got to the Northern Board final, and we reached the two county semi finals as well. And in those, we were playing, and we lost to Aru, and we lost to Dunlow. But the caliber of team you were playing brought those boys on. As I, I said, po- half a dozen of them were playing in the intermediate right, final yeah, there. Right, 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 right. The point you're making is 100% right. Uh, From a development point of view, like for, that. Aye, it's, it's all well and good, one of these underage titles, and nobody can ever take them away from me. I remember one Cran and Miners won the first time, the first time back in 2000. The county, Division the county 1 title. Final, like, and it was brilliant, the town was buzzing yeah. and everything else. And then our under sixteens, I was playing under sixteens two years after that, and we won that, and the thing everybody was uh, it was brilliant, and it was brilliant, and it's days that you look back on and all the rest. But at the same time, 
How many of them? What I look at that now is how many of them minor players. I know they're a wee bit older now, obviously, but how many of them went on and played for your senior team at a decent level? Some of them did, but not half enough. Not enough. And the same with our under sixteen team, actually. Mm. I would say there's you could count count them all in one one hand now at the minute. Who's still there? And that's really what you have to judge it on. It's all well and good one on your titles. If you can get seven, eight, nine, ten players and playing on your senior team yeah. then there's well, a danger too that you become complacent and you just think if you've won you're in a shown section no, that you're like the in a shown champion yeah. and then being the top dogs in a shown is a nice thing like, but uh, it's, it's it's not the be all and end all as I say this idea that the standard is up the standard is as mixed as ever it's been as far as I can see some teams will be good and some teams will be bad all the time within any show and that's that's kind of how it's been for the last well, we seem to be feeding three more we're bringing through senior team well, well, well you need to, we need, we need, too, you need to judge that right? come the championship how many uh, of those boys is, this is uh, this is a how many of that five will be uh, in, the, in the squad for the, come the, championship for the game against Antrim uh, that's two maybe three yeah, we'll that's see. that's it. And look, and look, they are look. They're, the the Donegal senior team is one of the top half dozen teams in the country. So these boys are getting exposed and getting a chance to play with some of the very best players. And oh, the they're brilliant. really top yeah, of the game brilliant. with a really good manager and all, and a really good setup. Everything is going to be, you know, very very good for them. But we'll have to wait and see how many of them uh, make it through. But look, you could chat all day about the the underage structures and about the underage thing and about it. And what it means, like, is is underage football an end in itself, or is it a means to an end? Like, means, you know, uh, it needs to be, be a means, uh, needs to be a means to the end. But look, we'll 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 wrap it up there. But finally, we just want to say good luck to Katie Norris from Maville, who plays for the Ireland women's rugby team in the friendly international against Canada on Saturday. Her uh, initial compatriot Nora Stapleton from Fawn was uh, the out half for the uh, for the Ireland team that lost to World Champions England last week. But uh, Nora hit uh, all ten of Ireland's points in a 12-10 defeat Katie plays in the pack so I don't think she'll be scoring quite as heavily there but uh, great for her she's come back from injury to get a bit of a run out and Jared, you were chatting to them to both to both women in the in the paper this week if you interviewed in there with them I was I, I was I, I, it's, it's brilliant like it, it, it's two people from Anishon playing international level like it's, it's very very good um, Nora has been involved for, for years now and, and has nearly turned out to be one of the main players, mm. and the the World Cup is in is in Ireland next summer as well. So women's World Cup. Their aim now, really, both Katie and Nora, is they they try and get into that starting fifteen for next summer. Like. Yeah. Well, they have the they have the Six Nations in February, but after that, then it's all about the World Cup. Both from a Gaelic background too, aren't they? Kitty play both from the yeah, I think you'll find a whole lot of them uh, girls are, are. Seems to be very transferable. Uh, the skills uh, are. Uh, the. Uh, the men, obviously, the Ireland men's team is playing New Zealand again. At the weekend. Why are they playing uh, them again? Well, so it's the second one. Just they, they play, they play three or four. They have to test it again. They have to go for right. another test. And again, so soon. And I'd be kind of thinking, that you know, <laughs> stop now. Then we kind of overshadow. Well, look, it's going to be. They're at home this week. This time, obviously, instead of being in Chicago, like so. Okay, uh, what New Zealand I, I will be gunning New for Zealand them now. <laughs> they'll have a point to prove. Uh, well, uh, they ended. I think they're stuffing. Well, it ended New Zealand's. Uh, New Zealand were what had they did a record 18, 18 wins in a row, and they hadn't hadn't lost to Ireland in twenty eight in the men's 
game like so. If Ireland go on one now again yeah, the weekend, off, well then you go right, fair bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's go back to the Dermot O'Brien thing. If you won two, then you're great. If you won one, maybe now that see, the, I point it was a bit like the four-minute mile, you know, for that Ireland team. Like there was this sense because they lost so many times and they've uh-huh. been in winning positions previously against New Zealand. Most famous. Monster had beat New Zealand. Monster had beat them and they wrote a play about it, sure, alone at stands and all that guy. So um, they were the only Irish team to have beaten New Zealand, but it was nearly this. You know, new, there was this aura about New Zealand that Ireland just couldn't break. They've they hmm. should have beat them in twenty thirteen or twenty fourteen. I can't uh, remember. Stegson missed a penalty like yeah. I laid on. I but um, so they only won a position there and they lost this time last game in Chicago. They they absolutely dominated New Zealand. Really, we really as football men, we struggle with this friendly. Is it a friendly? Is it not a friendly? Uh, it's, 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 yeah. it's a stand. They're standalone matches. They don't. You know, it's yeah. not in a tournament. That's not I can't be having this test. Carry on. It's <laughs> not Look, it's just, there's quite a sh- there's quite a small number of competitive rugby teams. Like you're only talking about eight or they ten. They want a friendly. Like, they yeah. want a friendly in America or. Albeit against the All Blacks, the, wor- the world champion, the, aye, double, the, wor- the double world aye, champion. So we were on a, so on, on a friendly. Well, what is it then? It is a friend. Well, it's a challenge match. It's aid of AIG and and Well, it probably counts towards world rankings and stuff. Does it? It's not within the competition. Look, they only but the problem for rugby is they only have a World Cup once every again, four years, and yeah. they have two separate championships: the North and South, Southern Hemisphere championships. Saturday, Saturday. Saturday, the men are playing. I presume they're playing. If Saturday. they go again and won at the weekend, then I'll say well done. I'll actually watch that because New Zealand are worth always watching. worth watching. Yeah. Yeah. New Zealand, I, play. I, I would fear for Ireland. If every team played like New Zealand, I'd watch. You'd watch it. They keep well. the ball on the pitch. Well, Ireland did see that's what they did. That's what Ireland did in the in the first game in, in Chicago. Like so, if they can do it again, yeah. Right, the soccer game. players won the Australia last Saturday. Won that's a bigger result for you. <laughs> Well, it's in a, compa- it's well, in a competitive game. Anyway. Competitive game. They're going rightly. Martin yeah. O'Neill, all is forgiven, Jared. Uh, I always forgive. Roy Keane, all is forgiven, too. Nah, never. If the Republic of Ireland can qualify for the World Cup out of the group that they're in, and they're not qualified yet, uh, I was really... Oh, fire from it. But, uh, Jesus, if they beat Wales in March... They're well on their oh, own. Well on their Except own. Except they don't lose to Wales. Like uh, Wales have been drawn away. Like, We're counting down the days now to March. Brian Kerr yeah. had a Brian Kerr had a really good article actually in Independent this week about it, and he was just trying to dampen the, the enthusiasm a small bit, just being realistic. Aye, really. he was aye, saying aye, that the, the caliber actually, of they, the were, they were quite lucky to beat Austria. Really, you know, Jesus, not really. Uh, the second half they were very, very impressive. Mm. Yeah, and Fairness Walters had that had sitter. O'Neill, I... I looking another day, I've never been... I've never been... I always liked O'Neill as a person and all the rest. I thought tactically he was a wee bit dodgy, but on, on Saturday he was 100%. He got a Brilliant goal, great pass. But one thing that O'Neill always guarantees you is the players will work... Play for me. They will work and work and work and work. For him, for him. Uh, I didn't see such so as McLean. I McLean, the prime example. I didn't see much of the match, but I, I just reading Kerr's piece. He said that uh, Glenn Whalen was subbed off after about twenty yeah. minutes, which Andrew. allowed which allowed Hulhan to come in, and that's what gave Ireland the impetus. He like, played the pass from the middle. Uh, right? He says even the shape of the Ireland team, we uh, Hulhan con- orchestrating the thing. Uh, Hulhan started the game. Well, who does it? Arthur he came in then, was it? I thought you meant come in. Miller, Miller, Miller came in. Miller came in and played very well. Actually. So they, uh, cha- he he made the point to change no, the shape of the team. No, right, right. Now, but I think Hulan, did they not come in more central than Whelan? Aye, uh, probably did. He probably did. Hulan actually didn't have his best game on, on Saturday. No, but, but he played that one. Played that one key pass. Sure that's, yeah. you know, so he's that one bad quality that we have, like. 
and you always hear Dunphy raving on about him and he has to play in every game and all the rest something I wouldn't just agree on all the time there's times when you have to change it up yeah, they lost not, the ball a couple of times in wild dangerous areas aye, we're not we're not Barcelona like we're not we're never going to play like Barcelona but he is the one he's the one that, that would get on the Barcelona team well if, if if just yeah. relax yourself for fuck's sake. Yeah, but I'm saying if there was anyone it would be him I'm not saying he's on the team <laughs> who does he play with like? who does he with North, 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 North. Yeah. what division are they in but he's, he's the like even in the Premier League. He's a long cry up Barcelona. Yeah. Anyway. Listen, oh, I know listen, Ricky, my game already. Well, listen on 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 that international note, uh, we'll wrap it up there. Uh, our in the independent digital edition is available online from the website inishonindo.ie. Give us a follow on Facebook or on Twitter at inishonindo. Give us a wee shout. To let us know what you think of the of the podcast if you're still listening on our end. Uh, the podcast can be downloaded from SoundCloud and iTunes. We'll be back in a couple of weeks. Thanks for listening and good luck. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck.